Hello and welcome to this week's Renwick Centre podcast. My name's Trudy Smith and I'm the manager of continuing professional education at the RIDBC Renwick Centre. I'm delighted to have my good friend Rebecca Claridge joining us today. Rebecca, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Trudy, and I'm delighted to be here too. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, so I'm a speech language pathologist and certified auditory level therapist. Um, currently, I'm working as a rehabilitation manager for Medel. I've been there full time for the last three years. And of course, that's um, where I was working with you at the beginning. Uh, but I've worked with you before, of course, at the Hear and Say Centre in Brisbane. Uh, and before that, I was at the Sydney Cochlear Implant Centre. Great. So we're going to talk today, um, again, a bit of a reoccurring theme at the moment, because everyone is talking about online learning and telepractice and supporting people digitally. And I'm really interested in um, a study that you launched in February this year around the use of digital resources in telepractice. And I'm curious about what you were wanting to find out in that study. Uh, yeah, it's been a crazy time, hasn't it? Um, as a hearing technology company, we wanted to understand the issues facing the global professional community in the delivery of telepractice to inform our practice on how we can best assist. Uh, so we designed this survey research to discover more about the prevalence of telepractice globally and the factors that affect delivery of telepractice. And we asked professionals to trial our newly created remote lesson kits um, in telepractice so that we could assess any impact their use had on clinician confidence. Okay, so who were the professionals that participated? So where were they from? Being a global company, I'm sure you had global spread. And were there particular roles that you were targeting? Uh, and that was pretty exciting. Um, in February, subscribers to the Medel Professional blog were invited to join the study and complete the first survey. Um, we received 273 responses from professionals in 43 countries. Wow. I know, amazing. 42% um, identified themselves as speech language pathologists. 30% identified as educators of the deaf. 17% were audiologists. Uh, another 12% um, were ticked the other box. And then um, there were responses in there such as parents, um, LSLS professionals, and so on. Oh, we even had a couple of surgeons. Um, we surveyed again in May, and we received 102 responses with similar demographic and spread across the world. Right. I mean, a global pandemic definitely raised the profile for telepractice, you know, between February and May in particular. So. Do, do research reflect any kind of changes of opinion about re offering remote services? Yeah, um, and the timing of the study was actually quite fortuitous. Um, we were not expecting such large numbers, uh, but the dramatic rise in the necessity for telepractice gave us this unique opportunity to study global telepractice experience and attitudes. In February, 52% of professionals had never tried telepractice and an additional 21% had less than one year. So quite a bit of inexperience there. By May, 38% had commenced telepractice for the first time. And this happened in countries right across the world, North and South America, North and South Africa, Asia, Europe, here in the Pacific, New Zealand, and of course, Australia. Um, 37%, an additional 37% reported increasing their telepractice. Um, in February, we asked about opinions on factors that affect the delivery of telepractice. 
And these were lists that we provided um, that could either have positive impact or a yeah. negative impact. Yeah. Uh, and we were able to compare the responses of professionals with significant telepractice experience with the opinions of those with limited or no telepractice experience. Um, so the most significant thing I identified was that the from the experienced telepractitioners, uh, we identified um, that the most significant factor affecting telepractice was the clinician use of parent coaching. Very clear message there. Um, we also wanted to explore the topic of clinician self-confidence in delivering telepractice because a number of other studies have identified this as being a significant barrier in um, the delivery of telepractice. So in February, 35% felt um, confident in the delivery of telepractice or as confident in the delivery of telepractice as they do in face-to-face -face intervention. Uh -huh. um, then in May, in the May survey, we applied a filter to look at what happened to that confidence ratings for professionals who had commenced telepractice for the first time or increased their telepractice. And that number jumped to 55%. Wow, that's amazing. It's great, isn't it? And yeah. um, so what this suggests is that just getting in and doing telepractice is enough to develop that confidence. Um, then we applied another filter to analyse how the use of those kits, the Medel Remote Lesson Kits, affected clinicians' confidence. And we discovered that professionals who reported using the kits daily or weekly were much more likely to describe increases, significant increases in their feeling of self-confidence. So the percentage in this group who reported feeling as confident in face-to-face -face as they do in telepractice jumped to 72%. That's amazing. That's really yeah. great data. So you're almost a bit prescient developing these remote lesson kits. Did you know a pandemic was on the horizon? Oh, <laughs> it, it was a bit spooky that, isn't it? Um, it no is the answer to, answer to that. <laughs> uh, it, we, it was in no way causative. There's no causative relationship here. Um, Actually, the, uh, the remote lesson kits inspired the research. So we were looking at other studies into telepractice and some common themes were emerging. So the one I mentioned earlier about um, a barrier being clinician self-confidence um, and another one being the challenge of um, accessing or developing appropriate resources. So we had this idea of adapting our popular middle lesson kits for use in telepractice. Um, to try and address these, particularly these two issues. Um, so we created four remote lesson kits and then we wanted to gather information in a controlled way to check if this product was actually what people needed. Yeah, um, nice. And yeah, so we, we got started and actually the crazy thing was that so many people needed it so quickly then we, um, that we had to modify our research design. So as soon as we got our first data collection point, we released the remote lesson kits as a free download on our professional blog. Yeah. So let's let's dig into these remote lesson kits. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? What's what's in the kits? You can use them. Um, so the kits are activities that have been selected from the Medel lesson kits. So there's 26 Medel lesson kits available online, and these are um, selected activities that have been put together with information and a multi-level lesson plan that professionals can use to deliver lessons over the internet. So each kit contains um, instructions on how to get started in telepractice, 
um, a couple of pages of descriptions of the teaching strategies that are effective in the delivery of listening and spoken language intervention. They, they contain um, printable or e-shareable resources for four different activities. And one of those is a slide deck. So slide decks are um, simply animated PowerPoints. Um, they're either an original story written well, with the needs of children with hearing impaired in, impairment in mind, or um, they might, there might be a familiar song. Uh, and these can be uh, used in a number of ways. They can be screen shared, they can be emailed, families can use them on their own devices. Right. And so did you get information about how people are using them in your yes. data? Yeah, and that was interesting for us too. Um, more than 50% reported screen sharing the PDFs and also the slide decks. 50% emailed resources to families who printed the resources themselves. So it's possible and it's recommended to do a combination of um, those two uh, because of the variety of the activities and the resource types. 17% reported printing and posting resources. Uh, so this would be an option for families who don't have access to yep. a printer. Sure. Um, some, some professionals said that they sent, um, they emailed the resources to families who loaded them onto their own devices. Um, and also professionals reported utilizing the key strategies for developing listening and spoken language skills. Great. The, the thing about when you do research or you send out a survey, sometimes you find out things you actually hadn't intended to that are either surprising or lead you in, in different ways of thinking. Did your research project do any of that for you? Well, there's an awful lot of data, actually, because we, we, we weren't expecting such a large number of participants. Um, and then there's all these little threads that keep coming up. I'm not that great with the um, data filtering, but my colleague, Nicholas Kroll, is really excited about being able to apply all of these different filters. Um, so we're still sifting through the data. Uh, but something of interest has popped out. In February, 40% of clinicians agreed that they could use the same resources effectively in telepractice and in face-to-face -face intervention. In May, when many more therapists had experience with telepractice, that number had dropped to 23%. So this supports one of those themes that I mentioned earlier from other studies that clinicians are challenged by accessing or developing appropriate resources. And it's good news for us because it makes us feel like we're on the right track in meeting the need for specialised resources. Yeah, yeah. And I know for me personally, one of the great things about your previous lesson kits was the fact that they were related to day-to-day -day living. So much of it was about the house and body and just, you know, those routine things that are so important as, as language learning strategies. And so I'm sure that the remote kits are doing something similar. Yes, and look, I do hope people will take that idea of here's a common theme, household, use these resources and extend it into how can we generalise this into the everyday um, life of families? Yeah, yeah, nice. We're all, I think that's been one of the themes that's been going through a lot of our telepractice podcast is that importance of just saying to the mum, you know, folding socks is actually a language learning activity and washing the dishes is actually a language learning activity and taking advantage of the richness of what's happening at home to teach. Absolutely. Hmm. Right. Where can we find the remote lesson kits? Um, so now all four um, Medel remote lesson kits are um, available as free downloads. You can find them on the Medel professional blog. Um, so you should be able to search that in any yeah, search we, engine. We might actually put a link in the show notes so that people oh, can yeah, good idea. link to that. Yeah. Um, if 
people want more information about the kits and video examples of them in use, uh, you can find a recorded webinar on the MedEl Academy. So I might send you the QR code and you could put that on there as well. So the MedEl Academy, it's free for all. You just need to register and go for it. Sounds great. Look, this has been so interesting in terms of just having some data around the way people are using this internationally. And I guess I have one more question around um, multilingual resources. Are these resources available in other languages? Uh, they sure are. So the slide decks in particular, are they're just sort of one resource in each kit and they've been very easy to translate. So, um, and they're self editable, so people can just grab them. And if you've got enough language, you can edit them yourself. Uh, and we, we're, we're excited for people to do that. Um, the remote lesson kits are in the process of being translated into, well, we've got the first two in Spanish. Actually, the whole of the um, instructional webinar is available in Spanish now, or captioned in Spanish rather. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they, bit by bit, they're coming out in um, oh, Russian. They're available in Russian. So amazing. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I just know Medell's always been so great about providing multilingual resources. So I'm sure this would be the same philosophy. Yeah, and our, and our colleagues all around the world, they jump on it wherever they can. They, they're busy translating things for uh, their communities. Brilliant. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. And this is going to be a really useful resource, particularly for our Victorian colleagues at the moment who've had to go straight back into remote services again. So it's nice to have a whole new swag of, of resources to access. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, it's been my pleasure and great talking to you again, Trudy.